welcome to this week's episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Robert Luke, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Jeff Lee, Editor of Cargo Facts. I'm currently at Mercer County Airport, uh, Bluefield, West Virginia, where we had aircraft of general aviation participating in a charity airlift operation to benefit the kind people of Bluefield, West Virginia. My aircraft itself, Vans Aircraft, RV-12, number 928 Alpha Charlie, carried 100 pounds of perishable items, baby food, and diapers, and toys for the kids. We had a total of nine aircraft participate today, including two Cirruses, a Pilatus PC-12, a Mooney, and a Waco. But that's not the only humanitarian airlift operation that began this week. Isn't that right, Jeff? Right. And let me just say uh, I'm proud of you and thank you for turning your aircraft into a, a makeshift freighter aircraft, um, in a sense, and uh, yeah, for this very noble course. Um, but you're right. So this week we saw Drone Delivery Canada um, announcing that it had secured the Special Flight Operations Certificate um, for beyond visual line of sight operations. And so what they're going to do is that in a partnership with the University of the British Columbia, they're going to use their Sparrow drone to start delivering medical supplies and other equipment um, in, in remote communities in Northwest Canada. And they also started commercial route um, deliveries and commercial operations at Edmonton International Airport, also with the, the Sparrow drone. And this Sparrow drone, you know, might be small, but it has a payload of about four kilograms. Um, but, you know, this is, we're seeing more and more of these drone um, stories now. And we know that they're ideal for remote locations um, and rural areas. Now, there are many of these kinds of areas in Canada. Um, and so, you know, we're going to continue seeing more of these. And in fact, even, you know, in recent months, we've seen a couple of other manufacturers announcing operations or unveiling their, their drones. So, you know, this is a recurring theme that we will continue to see more of um, going even going up to you know very large drones like we saw at uh, Cargofax EMEA with Natalis and their blended wing design. But yeah, I think it's it's very interesting and we will continue to re report more and more on these. And that's not the only drone news we had this week. We know Elroy is beyond structural testing of their aircraft, the Chaparral. Uh, which hopes to be a huge uh, watershed moment for the new drone technology. But even more pertinently, Walmart has paired up with an aggressive plan with DroneUp to start s servicing about six different states in the United States with on-demand drone delivery service. We have a lot more information to be coming on this story as it is developing. We made contact with DroneUp and they told us to expect some more news later in July. But that isn't the only big news that we had this week. 
Isn't that right, Robert? Absolutely, Andrew. And first, let me just thank you for all of your efforts to provide humanitarian support. You know, that's definitely uh, heartfelt and appreciated, not only for myself and the rest of the team, but from everybody else that's receiving that aid and assistance that are in definitive need for those supplies. But moving on to the news that at hand, uh, Dubai-based Emirates will convert six more 777s into freighters. Emirates will use its own aircraft as feedstock for the convergence, which will serve to provide capacity growth. Emirates will have 10 777 conversions by the end of 2026, and the airline has still eight reconfigured 777-300ER passenger freighters in operation right now, and three are already earmarked for conversion and will not return to passenger configuration. Uh, Emirates also be noted has the largest fleet of 777 ERs, roughly around 120. Uh, and that is just good news for the wide body market as it continues to trend in the upward direction regarding conversions. On the narrow body side of the freighter market, IAI completed with Aditech its first freighter conversion in Europe, a 737-800 BDSF. The ex-Scandinavian aircraft acquired by DHL arrived at the facility in December 2021 and in addition uh, to that, a second one was just recently uh, undergoing conversion in February. Also, IAI, in addition to the Naples conversion site, it has its own center uh, in Tel Aviv, as well as other facilities for 737 next-gen configurations uh, to include Lingjian Belinko at Yingchang Sangsia Airport, Hei Tianjin at Tianjin Binhai, and also uh, Mexicana MRO services at Mexico Benito Juarez International Airport. And they do have plans to establish a new conversion site in Lithuania in the near future. And uh, speaking of new conversions, Jeff, I'll pass it on back to you so you can discuss what Boeing has in plans to further support the 737 um, narrow body conversion market. Yeah, so we, we are again continuing to see you know more of these um the expansion in conversion capacity all around the world and we're seeing people uh, establish sites away from china um so boeing only recently actually just started um its own conversion line at the london gatwick facility um and they're working on the, their first 737 800 bcf but um, thinking back to Cargofax Symposium last year, both Boeing and AEI mentioned that they were looking at um, further expansion, um, particularly in Europe and maybe specifically Eastern Europe. Um, and so we'll see, you know, where, which facilities they pick. But in terms of Boeing, um, apart from Gatwick, um, they've already started um, another conversion line down in Costa Rica at the Cupesa facility. And we know as well that next year they'll be uh, using the KF um, aerospace facility up in Kelowna, Canada, um, which coincidentally AEI is also using. So, you know, this it's interesting to see, um, you know, facilities that are working on multiple um, SCC programs. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with um, all these conversion facilities. These are definitely some interesting times for sure. I, I'm really excited to always see the growth and conversion potential um, and see what these aircraft will do. I mean, right here in uh, Bluefield, West Virginia, we can see what aircraft uh, were able to do for the community here when they were uh, converted uh, just for the day in their Prater uh, specifications. And thank you, Robert, for that. It's 
what we like to do in the cargo industry. I'm certainly not not alone among our fantastic listeners. And to that, that's all the time that we have for today. I want to thank you for listening in and encourage you to tune in next time. For more multimedia content like this, check out CargoFacts.com or search CargoFacts Connect on iTunes or Spotify. Join us again next time.